I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. This is episode 16. I'm your host. I'm Hannah Norris. And this is my husband. Carl Donnelly. Yes, very good. <laughs> I've done that on You've purpose. You've got a really creepy husband. Because, yeah. yeah, sorry. We'll stop finding that funny at some point. Still always makes us laugh a little bit. Um, and this is a podcast about pregnancy because that's what's happening in our lives right now, happening in my body. I'm at week 21 of the pregnancy, so that means we're on the downward slope. Half, over, is it halfway. over halfway, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're coming in. Oh, yeah, because it's 40 weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And we are here with a guest today, which is very exciting and cool. But just before I introduce her, I wanted to say um, <clears throat> I had another appointment at the hospital this week. And I just, as, as I was leaving, I was like, I feel so grateful for the NHS and for um, how, how well they've looked after me. And I know on this podcast we've talked to people who have had different experiences throughout their pregnancies and particularly once it gets to the birth, it sounds like everything gets a bit more spicy and, and a bit uncertain. <laughs> but the kind of care that we've had and the way that I'm being looked after and sort of guided through the whole pregnancy has been really amazing. So just a shout out to the NHS. You, you said the other day to me, what was the, what's the current scan count? I think by, like, if, if all the ones that we've... Scans I've had and the ones that are in booked in, it will be 13 scans I would have had by the time. um, Yeah. Uh, Because we did IVF and so you start earlier and there was other things like because of uh, the premature clinic. Yes. Now it turns out the baby's really big. (laughs) There's all these things. So now we go to big clinic. (laughs) Tiny clinic, massive clinic. Yes. Um, So the current sort of working Mm -hmm. name of the baby is Massive Janet. That's what we're going for. Because Carl said massive giant and I misheard, so yeah. massive Janet. So the, the working title, yeah. massive Janet. <laughs> Which at this point Carl started um, suggesting that perhaps Janet could be her name or middle name. I'm going to really commit <clears throat> to this joke of until I convince myself that actually by the birth I'm going to be like, I think we should call her Janet. <laughs> anyway, I should introduce it's our guest. It's a name that's gone out of fashion, why don't we bring it back? No. Having a cool little Janet. Um, God's sake Janet. Yeah, exactly. Janet. I don't know. In a, in you a can't really see a baby area. Janet. Though. No. That's the problem with that name. Is you can't see that. Oh, little baby Janet. Somebody's it just got like... to do it. <laughs> no, nobody has to. So. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not my plan. And so, like, yeah, I should introduce our guest because she's sitting here and trying to be quiet while we keep talking. And I know, that massive Janet. I know you want to join in. Um, so, it's comedian, very funny woman and mother. Esther Manito. Hello. Hello. And welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I just told you before we started, you asked, well, Esther brought us a gift, which is so exciting. Two cute little outfits, baby outfits. Because I'm slowly trying to buy your baby. (laughs) (laughs) Very slowly. How much is what's the going rate for a massive Janet currently? (laughs) 
I'll just keep buying things and eventually I'll get like embroidered ones. <laughs> it's just my real girl. <laughs> With those arrows that point to the side. <laughs> just going, she's my real girl. Eyes emoji. These, yeah. They shouldn't, shouldn't be my parents. So thank you so much for bringing us a gift. That's our... My mum's the only other person, I think, who's been giving us some little bits and pieces. We got sent some at Christmas. Was that from your mum? Yeah. I was, okay. Yeah. It might have been someone else. And she's just arrived because we're doing this show together next week. And so she had she brought some more things. Yes. Oh, super excited mum. Yeah, well, she hasn't really been oh, until okay. now. She's been re- playing it really cool. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's the first yeah, grandchild. Yeah. She's never put pressure on me about... When are you going to have a baby? Anything okay. like that. And I'm 40 now, so... Oh, my God. You look <clears> about 25. <laughs> well, That's I'm ridiculous. Four, I'm 40. I was well, you don't yeah. look 40. Um, so to, to have gone all that time without having any pressure from her is pretty good. That's, well, I mean, um, I'm putting pressure on my daughter and she's six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, can I just maybe do high school? I might have a baby. Have it young. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so, so it's only really since she's got here, I think, that because my bump is definitely starting to show yeah. and popping out more over this week. Yeah, last two weeks it's really on the move. Oh my god! Like, it didn't honestly. You couldn't see it for the first <laughs> first four months, <laughs> and then the last two weeks it's just gone. Just elbowing it. Are you feeling the kicks and stuff? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Which is cool because Carl's felt one kick. Yeah. And then last night I was like, she's really moving around, and I tried to like force your hand onto my stomach yeah, for a while. Yeah. To have a feel. I couldn't feel anything. I could feel no. rumble, rumbles, yeah. but not like the other week where I felt a full on. I felt it like kick my hand. Your way, yeah, Janet. yeah. <laughs> Janet, stop, stop, stop Jan- calling me Janet. Janet. <laughs> yeah. Jan Donnelly. Jan. Oh. That's what you get if it's Janet. Yeah, it's I hadn't Jan. thought about that. No offense to any Janets out there. Can't we put that little? What's a little mark you put over the Janet? End? Janet. Janet. Then it's like Janet. <laughs> Jeanne. <laughs> okay. We get obviously we haven't decided fully on a name yet, so this, we'll keep discussing this because um, I'm not I'm is, not locking it in yet. This is definitely something Carl should uh, talk to the midwife about whilst you're in labour. Yeah. Just be like, what do you think of Jeanne? What do you think of that? Okay. I was talking to a friend yesterday who said that I had to make sure that you um, listen out for when they call the time of birth. Yeah. So we can make an accurate moon chart okay. for the child. All right. I'm sure we're going to wonder what's going on. Right, That's yeah. going to be the thing I'm mostly thinking about. <laughs> All the Maybe carnage stop. of childbirth. I'll be like, right, sorry, we need. I need to note this on my moon chart. <laughs> yeah. What's a moon chart? But it's it's the, to do with the star sign of the baby. So then there's, there's the star sign, but it's where the moon is in the sky at that moment, where different planets are at the moment that they're oh, born, because it okay. can tell you a lot about that. See, I don't have to worry about that, because when you're a child mum, no one expects you to make a no. moon chart. Yes. Sign. But you're one of your... <laughs> One of your children has the same due date as yes. our our Janet. As Janet, yes. Yeah. So, which is June the 19th. Oh, June. So yeah. it's in July. Oh, no, it's ah. June. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's all gone. So not. Yeah. But you, said, you were saying you were way over. Yeah, so she was due on the 19th, and then I had her on the 26th. Okay. So I was really overdue. And did, did and they huge. induce you or anything like that, or did you...? Uh, they no, they didn't induce me, mm. and um, I went into labour naturally. So they said that they would induce me if I didn't go into labour naturally, and then I did, and then I ended up having a water birth. Oh, cool. Yes. Right. Tell us. Can you tell us more about that? I can tell you. <laughs> was that the plan? 
Uh, no, the plan was... Um, see, I kind of freaked out a little bit um, about everything. Fair. So, um, yes. I, yeah, I just wanted everything to be uh, kind of as much pain relief as yeah. possible. Um, I didn't want to be in the water. I just wanted like to literally just knock me out. Yeah. And I'll give birth. Like in the 50s. <laughs> That's what they yeah. did. Wake me up when it's yeah. here. <laughs> That's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then I went into labour um, and I couldn't have gas and air because it made me vomit. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this is, sorry, I feel really guilty <clears throat> telling you this story. No, I'm into it. This is okay, good. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really into it. Yeah. Really into it. <laughs> we've yeah, yeah, we've brought you here already. because I'm really into birth stories. <laughs> Just tell me everything. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> so I was, I had my little playlist. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to Bob Marley, manically, whilst just in Bob a lot. Bob Marley's an interesting Yeah, he was my, yeah, he was, I just listened to So you to didn't more. go for sort of the hypnobirthing, sort of meditation. Chart, though, that's sort that's of. a bit of a moon chart. I did that, yeah, I tried hypnobirthing. Yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to that before going to sleep, all the, imagine your vagina's just a garden opening <laughs> and... But once you're actually in labour, it's really hard to get imagine Bob it's Marley a garden. On, mate. Just get my barney on. <laughs> a gas and air is very like smoking weed. Yeah. But I just seem to like pull a whitey quite quickly, so I threw up. <laughs> so I'm sat there and I was on my own because my husband had gone home because um, they told him to go home. So he was at home. I was sat by myself on the ward. And is that because it was going too me. long or because, like, why did they, they tend to go home just because... Yeah, because it was just going on too long. They were like, mm. come back in the morning. But by this point, I had... So, yeah, I had vomit down me. I was listening to Bob Marley. My waters then broke, which are very green. Really? So I was then stood. There was just, like, water all over the floor, vomit, Bob Marley. I was like, oh, God, this is just, like, ah! Um, and then um, I spoke to the nurse, and she got Neil back. And then they said, oh... Um, do you want to try the birthing suite? So I was like, no, I want loads of drugs. Like, yeah. That's insane. Um, and then my husband was like, no, we'll go and try the birthing suite. And I got upstairs. The midwife was called Layla, which mm-hmm. is what my name is for my daughter. So Named that kind after of, the midwife or you'd planned it? No, I'd already, already planned it, but oh, that already wow. felt a bit that, like, yes. yeah. There's a, moon, there's a moon chart in there's that. A, yeah. There's a moon chart in there. And then she's got moon chart written all over it. And then she said, just get in the shower. Now, get in the shower while we wait for the thing. And as soon as I, as soon as I was in water, I was like, oh, my God, the pain relief. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want to move from the shower because it's just, it's the only thing that's given me pain relief. And then um, I got into the pool and I couldn't believe it. The moment I was in the pool, I had no pain. Really? No pain whatsoever. It's amazing. Wow. That's like, almost the opposite to loads of people's stories we've heard. Yeah. About people that have really desperately wanted like a water birth and a natural sort of thing yeah. and it always sort of goes the other way and they end yeah. up in a ward and yeah. being given an epidural and stuff it's like yeah. you're the only person who said they wanted the other and have ended yeah. up in the I was like oh I'm not going to breastfeed because hmm. um, I, I don't know what my thing was I just felt a bit icked out by everything I was just like no just give me drugs and then I have a baby and I'll put a bottle in and then yeah. I gave <laughs> yeah but then I though the midwife was just amazing so I gave birth in the water hmm. Although, um, I had specifically said to my husband, are you doing NCT classes? Yes, we will be. So, um, you, <laughs> you do have to do a lot of, like, what your feelings are during the process and what your partner can do. But I said to my husband, 
like very categorically I was like you will shut the fuck up and just let me get on with it I don't <laughs> want somebody in my face like oh you can do this like just yeah. fuck off because I know me when I just yeah. need to get on with something just let me get on with it I don't need you dithering <laughs> so he was like all right so he just sat in silence next to the pool um, but then facing the wall <laughs> <laughs> face the corner please <laughs> <laughs> but then they said oh Neil you should have something to do so then she gave him a sieve and said oh yes and then said if, you, if she if Doesn't she shits poo. herself then you can fish that out <laughs> and I just looked up at my husband who's quite a very stoic man and he was just sat next to this pool oh, holding a sieve and I just looked at him and I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want you to see more shit. Was it a general like? And he was like, no, kitchen, yeah, it was literally thing. just like a kitchen sink. Oh my god! Which they say to you put in your bag as well. Did you? Was it your own? Or no, it? it wasn't my own. It was the hospital sieve. Okay. So what you hang on, you get to keep your own. You get to keep it afterwards as a souvenir. No. What are you saying? Sorry. <laughs> it's a real one. <laughs> he gets like, the baby and the sieve. So we um, we do the whole package. Um, you get to keep the sieve. Yes, um, right. No, you don't. You don't get to keep. So hang the on, sieve. What, what do you mean? Put no, in your bag. What's no, you in your get, bag? You get the hospital bag, and they'll give you a list of things that you should bring. Oh, and on that list is, is potentially bring your own sieve. Right. We've got we've got one from our hot tub. Yeah, we do. We have a hot tub. <laughs> we've, we've got that covered already. Why do you use a sieve for your hot tub? If um, there's like bits, bugs. yeah, bugs oh, okay. on the top. Is it a short sieve? It's not like a big pool thing. No, no. no it's, uh, <laughs> it's just there. Miles away yeah, I've got a tele- I'll bring the telescopic sieve because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it from near the shit. I'm going to be doing it from the other side of the room with a twenty foot pole. <laughs> and the blindfold on. Yeah, and we're, the hospital we're in is next to Wormwood Scrubs Prison, and some of the rooms overlook the actual prison oh, that's yard. Nice. So I can yeah. just bring the shit into there <laughs> after I've got it Very, out. Well, I mean, you are determined to have got an elitist baby, so I'm <laughs> throwing your feculence yeah. at prisoners. Um, it's probably quite a good way to start. So yeah, so so he had the sieve, but you yeah, weren't into it. And I wasn't into it, sexually. I know you <laughs> really seem Me, to be. on the other hand. <laughs> I'm really into it. Get the sieve, in fact, we'll go home and do it tonight. Yeah. I'll just shit in the bar. Yeah. Get cold to flush it out. Of a practice round. <laughs> and then she was born, and it was the weirdest sensation I've ever had because I had no pain relief whatsoever. And as, it's really graphic, but as she was coming out, I felt... Her head in yeah. obviously my bantrumal passage, but I could even feel her eye ashes. Wow! And, thing. and I was Why? like, "This is really weird." And then she suddenly just, she came out. And then my husband burst into tears, holding the sieve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't cry with my daughter. No, I was just really. I just felt like such a warrior. I was like, "Fucking." Look what I just done. Yeah. 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 What have you done? What have you done with your body? You just sat there with a sieve, you sieve fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was all over the show. Yeah. Um, just blubbering away. Um, and uh, yeah, I just felt pretty epic. I was like, oh, I'll just do this every day. It's really easy. But then you say, you just said you didn't cry with your daughter, but then with your son. Yes, because my son's labour was very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I think it kind of sums up their personalities as yeah. well, because my daughter's very kind of like, I know what I'm doing in life. This is, you know, I'll, I'll be in charge, Mum. You're clearly inept, so it's fine. Whereas in my son's just like, you know, runs into a wall and... That's <laughs> 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 pretty much a symptom. Yeah. How old is he now? He's four. And your daughter is... Six. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so with my son, uh, I went into... Uh, 
I wanted to be in the birthing suite. I yeah. was all like, oh my God, I'll have the same experience. It's yeah. going to be amazing. But my son went into the birthing suite and they were like, okay, we're going to have to break your waters for you because um, you're going overdue. And then they looked up there. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh no, your waters have already gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd gone for a wee that morning and I was like, man, this is a long wee. Oh, wow. But it wasn't, it was my waters. <clears throat> yeah. Um, which is kind of embarrassing. You're like, ah, that's what that was. And then uh, they were like, okay, so no, you're going to have to be induced. You can't give birth in the birthing suite. And it was yeah. all just suddenly like, Because that's that thing, if your waters are broken, something. It's a little, it, yeah, yeah there's it's quite the dangerous to keep a baby so in. Yeah. That's why you can't be in the birthing suite. So then they I've can... learned that. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to be really into birth stories, then yeah, you'll yeah. know your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even pregnant. I, I am. <laughs> I am. You just go to NCD groups to purr. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were talking about, you know, creep, men creeps last week, so I think I could <laughs> go um, in the female yeah. category. What, in NCT groups? Um, talking about men. So, uh, a friend of mine did a sort of about a boy thing and went to, what was it, single, single parent? Alone together. Meet up yeah. groups, yeah, that sort of thing. He did it in but Australia. Pre about a boy. Oh, this was years ago. This was like twenty-five years ago in he's Australia. Yeah. yeah, he's the godfather to our He's um, he no, he's yeah, he's he's a he's a good old-fashioned creep, isn't he? Yeah, he's. But um, he <laughs> used to go and pretend he had a son. I've forgotten the name of his son he created. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we were talking about Carl. Carl's got into prams the last week or yes. so they start looking at them and but feels like a creep if he's trying to stare at someone's pram well because i often try and sneak a look at the brand but then right. the, i get they catch me looking it looks like i'm looking in at their baby having a real hey but i think that's such a shame that guys because my mm. other half he used to always feel so nervous like being smiley around children and i think especially once you've had your own yeah you really enjoy it like i think it's so i, I when we go back to Lebanon and just the difference of like Mike will be in a restaurant and my kids are running around and guys will just be like you know mm-hmm. ruffling their yeah, hair yeah, or do, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like it's so lovely that people can feel relaxed enough to enjoy kids yeah but that's is I mean we yeah. are this but we're so funny about so it uptight yeah a lot of wrong ones here as well well I mean, your friend definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so yeah you say your son was different it was interesting <clears throat> Yeah, no, so it all kind of fell apart and I was just sobbing like this is shit. Um and then they put me in this room um and the door the the window of the room it was really dark and it was on the labor ward and it overlooked um a car park mm-hmm. where there was like builders loading stuff into a lorry and this midwife came in and said what pain relief do you want because you were going to have to induce you and I went uh and because I hadn't even thought about having pain relief mm-hmm. and within seconds she was like, "Oh, you think you're going to be one of those that doesn't need pain relief? Oh, you'll need pain relief. You're not going to feel pain like this. And I was just like, this is horrific. And so my husband was like, sorry, can you just go away? Um, and then two other midwives came in <clears throat> and they just transformed it all. Yeah. Um, they literally, the doctor was coming in to induce me and these two women just knew their shit. And they were just kept yeah. saying to the doctor, the doctor was probably like quite a young woman. Um, but these women were probably like one was a trainee midwife the other one was like she's been doing it for years and she kept saying to the doctor just just give us another couple of hours got me on the bed and they were like you're already in labor and I couldn't feel anything wow and they're like you're already in labor you don't need inducing and my, um, my husband my son was born within three hours yeah and I'd had diamorphine yeah that sounds something don't know I haven't learned about that yet so I had a diamorphine <clears throat> which was absolutely fine didn't feel particularly painful. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and then I cried when he was born because yeah. I was off my tits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a real like, Bleh. but his was super quick. Yeah. And natural, and those midwives just stopped me from. So you are a warrior woman. Bit of a warrior woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that no bit, again, though. from that hearing. <laughs> but he brought it. Imagine he was just sitting there. It's a long one. Did I even need this? Um, <laughs> put it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, put your fucking sieve away, mate. Um, he did complain of heartburn, though, while I was in labour. Wow. He was like, is... oh, I've got really bad heartburn. <laughs> Tells me having a few sympathy symptoms. What have I had? Got really mucusy. You had a funny tummy. I did have a funny tummy last yeah. week. Well, it's um, uh, but it's what I was going to say was about again hearing all the stories of labour and it. It's, it's 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 amazing to hear how important just tone of voice from a nurse or a midwife yeah. is. Oh, yeah, we've just, heard a few yeah, stories where that, all they've said is, but, all, all, but one person has said one thing wrong. In that and moment, it, it obviously it feels like, because yeah, yeah. it is the biggest thing you're yeah. ever going to go through. That's the one time you want people to have a bit of tact. Because they literally they came in, it was such a horrible room, and they came in, they were like, right, turn the lights off, put a lamp on. She got out her laptop, she put some music on, and she was like, you're doing absolutely fine. We're not going to, you know, you don't need this. You're doing really well. When you're really in pain, tell mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. I'll give you something. But you're doing fine. And she literally just turned the whole yeah. thing around. I was like, what a fucking hero. I think it's interesting, though, as well, how different people respond to different, yeah. different you know, different tones and different relationships. Because yeah. I think it was Jess Bostick who said that that one was like, shut up, lie down, yeah, shut up. And Jess yeah. was like, yes. And she yeah. took really well to that. Yeah. Whereas you say that to someone else and that's going to... That's the end of yeah. the world. Yes, that's, totally. So, it's, so maybe the fact that they do have different people in there who have yeah. different ways of yeah, yeah, yeah. going about it is yeah. actually caters yeah, to all sorts of different But I suppose that's, that's why some, a lot of people, like, well, yeah, if they have the financial resources, have a doula of that thing yeah. of having... It's almost like having a your PR agent there if you're do doing, the, doing the intermediary. Yeah, I do think with the um, NHS though, the greatest thing about them is because obviously they want to encourage natural births as much as possible. Yeah. And it does mean that you've got less complications afterwards and stuff. So they will operate if it's needed, but they won't do that flippantly. Yeah. And the worrying thing is if the more, you know, the private healthcare, which is obviously growing and will overtake at some point, but the problem with that is you're then in an environment where all women are having... Cesarean. Yeah, because yeah. it's just the done thing and it's because, you know, it's more cost, yeah, costly to do it that way. Yeah. So I do think the NHS is an absolute just hero and I think the, the midwives that work for them are just brilliant. Absolutely One of brilliant. the things that kind of became apparent to me that I'd just sort of taken for granted as well is how I think everyone I've seen has been a woman as well, doctors and and the nurses and the people who are doing all sorts of exams along this way and how I feel completely comfortable with that when I'm seeing female health practitioners. It's something I've always done, you know, as I, when I became an adult, when I'd go to the doctor, I'd usually choose to see a female doctor rather than a male. And just that difference, that, that, that must be quite recent. Like in the past, I'm sure you mainly saw male doctors and it was mm. men you were talking yeah, yeah, yeah. to. And just having that... That relaxation of under- knowing each other's bodies, like you know, she's a woman as well. Yeah, there's yeah. something that that I find very easy to be in, yeah. in that situation. I, I, the scan I had on Monday. So with the premature clinic, um, which I've said explained before, is that I had abnormal cells in my cervix 
like seven years ago that got lasered off. And I mentioned that to our midwife and our first appointment. And she said, I'm going to book you into the premature clinic because that can make your cervix weaken a bit. Uh, and so if your cervix okay. weak, then it can shorten too quickly uh, and you may see. give birth prematurely. Mm. And that lots of people don't think to mention that when they go into those appointments. So she was like, I'm really glad you said it. Um, so we went for our first appointment. It was fine. It was an average three centimetres, which is how long your cervix is. <laughs> um, broke. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's because I had no idea how long a cervix was. I don't know I how long a yeah, cervix is. Three centimetres. I think it's mental that it dilates to 10 centimetres. Well, yeah, so I think this is length, so then it goes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. mental. Yeah. Oh, God, it's it, so yeah. weird. Because it, yeah. Anyway, um, so three centimetres, and then we went back four weeks later, and it had gone to 2.5, so it had shortened. Okay. So they put me on progesterone. I went back a week later. It had lengthened to 2.7, and when I went back on Monday, it lengthened again to 2.9. Okay. So it looks like it, it's not going to be a problem. Are you on progesterone throughout your pregnancy? I think I will continue taking it for a while. I'm going back again in two weeks, Yeah. Um, so they can check it again. Okay. But yeah, at this appointment on Monday, I had two um, student... Um, doctors in there which again I was totally comfortable with again there were there were women and and one of them performed the scan on me okay and was getting kind of taught by the other mm-hmm. by the woman who usually does it and I was like oh that's that's great too like I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. that because I trust the people who are leading mm-hmm. these students who obviously need to know how to mm. do it <laughs> to, to know what they're doing yeah. so that was another thing that yeah with that scan Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, in your, did you have any kind of hiccups or any things during your pregnancy that were monitored or was it really um, quite... <clears throat> Yeah, so I had multiple miscarriages before I fell pregnant okay. with my daughter. So um, I lost um, three pregnancies 
from 28 to when I was pregnant with my daughter at 30. Yeah. So then I was on progesterone throughout. Yeah. But they, and that's quite interesting when we were talking about um, with the NHS as well, because I went into hospital, I think, I can't remember which one it was, um, and it was something called a miss miscarriage. And so the fetus wasn't... Um, I wasn't losing the fetus, yeah. so I was getting all the symptoms still, so I was being sick and the rest of it, but I just wasn't, my body wasn't rejecting it. So um, the NHS said, honestly, I know it's horrible, but the best thing you can do is lose naturally, like you don't want to have the operation. Yeah. Right. And I freaked out and was like, no, I want to go private. And I, I, I just was a complete mess. I was like, just, just, I want this done, I want this done. So we booked into a private hospital, went in, um, I'm on the bed, and by this point I was in quite a lot of pain. And they came in and they said, oh, look, the boiler's burst in the operation room, so we can't operate today. You've got to come back tomorrow and we'll yeah. give you a cocodamol. So I went home, I was in pain all night. Went back the next day to have the operation. The doctor came in and went, oh, sorry about yesterday, I overran. So obviously the, there was, was no boiler. Oh, yeah, that was really a lie. Really? Um, did the operation. And then um, after I paid and everything for the operation, I then got a bill a month later for four ninety nine for that cocodamol that they sent me home with. Oh and it's my just God. and because I'd had the operation, obviously it then scrapes your womb really thin, so it means it's not easier for you to try and get pregnant again. Yeah. And that's when I was like, right, I'm just gonna have to take a like a six month break and and um like really just let my body rest and get better. And I was like, that's why the NHS was like just let yeah. your body lose it naturally yeah. because it means you're you're not going to be putting your body under extra strain and you're not going to cause yourself because they told me in the private hospital you you can get pregnant again quite quickly yeah. i did i lost again yeah because your was, womb wasn't yeah because it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't strong enough so um and i <clears throat> when i got sent that bill for the tablet i was like god that's just inhuman isn't it yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, inhuman yeah. you sent me home and even the way they dealt with me, and I, I, I just realised it's things like that where it's care and looking after people, and especially in such a vulnerable state. Yeah, you, you could just see there just wasn't care. There wasn't yeah. like you, whereas in going through the NHS and giving birth twice through the NHS and um, having then a miscarriage with the NHS, they just, they just really care. Like even I went in, so I went in with my daughter because I bled mm. with both my pregnancies. And obviously you then panic that you're miscarrying again. And I remember a doctor at the NHS, they were like, well, she's fine, she can go home, we've, you know, we've done a scan. And, and I could hear him and he was like, she's clearly really anxious, she's been through miscarriages, let's just keep her one night just so she can feel assured. Yeah. And I was like, it's things like that where you just, you know, you need someone to just yeah. go, it's okay for you to panic and freak out. Yeah. And I ended up getting scans all the time not because I had to have them yeah but I was a complete mess with my right. daughter I was convinced I was going to lose her yeah that's so I fit. was completely addicted to private scans and my husband was like okay so you've now spent like a thousand pounds on scans and I was like yeah totally I'm not going to have any yeah. more and then he'd be like I know for a fact you're heading off right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going out for some lunch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running to the nearest public out of curiosity I think this is I'm thinking of people are listening who yeah. might be curious to know how much is a private scan they're about 100 quid. Oh, right, okay. And I kept on having them done because my yeah. daughter was really, like, she just didn't move. I never right. worried with my son because he just moved 24-7. Yeah. But I didn't feel my daughter's first kicks until, like, 26 weeks or something. Yeah, right. right. And I was just like, there's no movement. I can't feel her. I can't feel her. I can't feel her. And so I was just constantly paying for private scans. That makes sense because the scans do, like, it, yeah, it gives you a reality check. Yeah. Right? Like, because 
that was the same when about the time when I, you know the kicks were about to start happening. It was supposed to be 15, yeah. 16 weeks, and I would wait for them, and they weren't yeah. happening. And you and that would have been a while since my scan. And I was like, is it still there? Like, yeah, is yeah. this happening? Like, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. You do panic. Yeah, because you have no clue. I remember her saying to me though, because it was the same woman, and it was in my local. Um, I can't remember what they were called. It was like a private scan. So it's one of those places where you could get scans, or you could like go and have like other things um, like x-rayed or whatever but it yeah. was just for that um, they wouldn't give any health advice or anything they'd literally just do the scan mm-hmm. but she then said to me she was like right you can't have any more scans because <laughs> I've been there so often and I was like sure uh, okay <laughs> and then so then I booked myself into the bank branch yeah of it and I was like I'll go and get a scan there like then. doctor shopping That's and a- so I went to bank and it was the same woman chucked oh. out to reception. She obviously works at the different oh. ones. And she came out and she went... A, they had a photo of you up on the back wall. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't let this woman... Scared. She was like, <laughs> why are you here again? And I was like, look. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. So, yeah, I was, a compl- I was completely mental. Yeah. And I remember my dad kept saying to my husband, he was like, just let her have the scans if it relaxes yeah. her. And he was like, yeah, it's all very well for everyone else. This is costing us thousands. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I was completely neurotic. It's understandable considering yeah. the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, I know that when I'd heard about IVF, I'd read something a while ago or an acupuncturist I'd seen that talked about that sort of womb scraping thing and how with IVF that can be something that then, if you have it, it, it lessens your chances for conceiving naturally later on. But I think that must be an old way of doing IVF because we just had a... I just had a needle put in me. Yeah. It's essentially like an abortion. Mm. Yeah. So they just scrape everything out. But it means that the fetus then has less to, to stick to. Yes. So you can conceive, but then the fe- you just lose the fetus. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not a not particularly healthy way to do it. But then I was on progesterone. Yeah. And I can't remember what else I was on. The pessary ones. Yeah. Up, up the bump. So when I... Uh, mine right with Fanny. Oh, right. Yeah, mine right with... When I went... To, when I got my... <laughs> cool. I'll get me sieve. <laughs> When I went to get my prescription the other day, the, um... it was just the little nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's not my phone. Mine's not my phone. I was like, yep, yep, yep. The pharmacist went. She she handed the new prescription over to me, and we we're chatting, and she's like, "Oh, you do know they're not to be taken orally, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." They go, and she laughed at them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she, oh, I, thought, I obviously knew. I thought my doctor told me it's better to go up the bum. Um, because then it doesn't fall out, like disintegrate and come out as easy. Well, I was told. I tight bumhole. I was yeah. told put them up with Fanny before you go to sleep. Yeah. Because then you're lying down and. Yeah. No, I remember being told that, but then one doctor said put it up your bum. Oh, I'll, I'll check in next time. It's quite See nice what they think about that. <laughs> I think I had to do. I think I had to put one up my bum before I had the eggs extracted. Oh, okay. And that was uh, my main thing. Was that was I didn't know how to open the the wrapper for the. Yes. So it was really confusing that yeah. I had to go up to them and be like, can you please help me? Uh, but then I could do it myself. I managed, yeah. to, I managed to insert it fine. Cool. <laughs> cool, guys. <laughs> Good chat. Carl, have you ever, have you ever put um, a, a tablet up your bum? I, have, I haven't done it myself. Uh, but uh, when I once um, had a blood... I had a ruptured stomach ulcer when I was 23. Ended up losing uh, four pints of blood. Got rushed into hospital for emergency blood transfusion and I was nil by mouth for three days uh, which was torture because I couldn't yeah. have anything like, and uh, I was in quite a lot of pain so they had to give me um, suppository painkillers but um, they they administered them with a sieve 
Uh, <laughs> well, with <laughs> one of them with very fat fingers, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he was a South American nurse who was lovely, but oh my God, mate. Yeah. He had such Sausage. chubby index fingers that I just remember. <laughs> I remember it was clear. I remember the first time he did one. It was an absolute so he can game changer. Yeah. Tell that story when, um, when during labour. Yeah. yeah, that story as well. Just go from, you want to hear about a game changer? Yeah. Yeah. Should have the met Juan and his massive fingers. <laughs> and his massive fingers. So we talked about something about the birth the other day. What? I can't remember what it was. Something that you're going to be doing there. Oh, I don't know. Is it something weird I said I'd do during the birth? Yeah, probably. Have you written a birthing plan? Not yet. When, I don't know when I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> I won't worry about it. No one's told me it to do that. It all kind of goes out the window anyway. What about hypnobirthing? When do you start doing that? When do people... Whenever do you, you want. Mm. I, my husband had to leave a hypnobirthing class because he was crying with laughter because <laughs> they put up... It was at St Thomas's Hospital and they put up these images on the thing, but it was all these like characters, so it'd be like, but it was, it was the way they were drawn and <laughs> I didn't notice it, but my husband was shaking with laughter and it was like these women like looking up this woman and this woman like her. And then my husband just went, they've got such dead eyes. And that was it, that's all I could see. And he was just crying with laughter because they all just had these black dead eyes. And he was like, it's the eyes, I can't handle the eyes. So the nurse told him that maybe he should leave. And and he, like, him, he got told to leave. He got told to oh, leave. Really? And then oh, really? Oh, right, that's bad. Yeah, because he was cr- he couldn't breathe yeah, for laughing. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, maybe you should step outside if you can't stop laughing. And then he came back Shit. in and saw the eyes again. And, and <laughs> Like Maybe that's hypno, hypnobirthing that they're all hypnotised and just yeah doing doing. What it is. I tell you what, hypnobirthing does do. It helps you really. It's amazing how much you can breathe through a lot of it. Yeah, like it really like breathing in the kind of early stages really regulates you. Well, we were, Carl and I were just talking about smoking on the train and about just about addiction from a book that one of his current books um, <laughs> and about. Like I was just saying, we're talking about nicotine's not necessarily the most addictive thing about smoking, no. right? Mm-hmm. And how the the ritual and the action of smoking is one of the addictions. But I'd always thought as well about the breathing of it, the part yeah. of like when you're stressed, breathing. yeah, that's what makes yeah that helps yeah, relieve that help. people yeah, yeah, and yeah. make you feel better. So long Definitely. story short, Hannah's taken up smoking for the yeah. first oh, no. <laughs> for the birth. <laughs> I've got to bring Just a seven twenty Marlboro Lights <laughs> pipe, <laughs> old school pipe, and a, and a yeah. hooker pipe. She has, um, to, she has yeah. to have her pipe. Yeah, sorry, cool. sorry yeah. guys. It's on the birth plan. Yeah. Number one here. Can't you flip see? shit at prisoners <laughs> while smoking a pipe? Come on, big chan. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what we'd be listening to then. What would be the playlist? Oh, so yeah, think. my daughter was then born to stir it up. Bob Marley. Uh, yeah. It's actually probably the. Uh, if I'm trying to think of a Bob Marley yeah. song that has the right tempo yeah. and vibe, I mean that's probably that's the best she, one. Yeah, that's what she came out to. Yeah, nice. Whereas in my son was just born to the sounds of men unloading in a. <laughs> 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 but he was definitely the more um, chilled baby. Yeah. Um, and we're obviously we were talking beforehand about the fact that we'll be in Edinburgh this year and we'll have a newborn baby. And you have said that you want to spend time with that baby. <laughs> I think steal it was the correct word. Um, I, no, I didn't say I want to spend time. I said I'd like to have your baby. <laughs> and I don't know what your problem is with that. I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> if I want it, to take it away from you, <laughs> back to my residence. <laughs> um, that, might, that might be a problem, but... 
But um, otherwise, I think that will be okay. that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fine to spend spend time with her. Um, <clears throat> we've started receiving as well as from my mum starting to get some secondhand clothes, which is really exciting. Oh. One of my friends, she she has a son and she thought she started preparing some clothes because she was hoping to have a second child, which hasn't happened. So she's okay. got a little stock yeah. that she's okay. we're going to get from her. But um, they're really cool, but it is very pink-based, yeah. which yeah. to me was like, that's not something I'm automatically going for, but I'm very no. happy to dress yes. her in pink. But just like yeah. doing that whole gender yeah. thing. Boys clothes are, um, I actually found it the other way around. I really liked the girls clothes. I thought they were, you can get some really nice styles. And I always had her in like little dungarees and things with like cool designs on and stuff. Boys clothes, it's like the moment you pick up some boys clothes, it's like, <laughs> I am a military fascist. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh yeah. God. I mean, the might some of the slogans that they have on them like I'm a cheeky monkey I'm a cheeky chappy I'm a rebel I'm this and I'm like well why don't we just put potential predator yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. it's a bit of a leap but yeah. it, it, it does just kind of encourage this real hyped up and everything's camouflage gear I'm like I don't want to dress my son yeah I'm trying to I don't want to lose essay. him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to keep an eye on him I don't want to walk into a bush and that's it oh well apparently I've lost him now it's fine well, three want to dress days him up some kind of like Ross Kemp in yeah. a shitty, you know, I'm also, I don't know, we, the we've not actually discussed this, but I'm very much uh, anti um, slogans on kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's sort of not that, not, <laughs> to, the, not to the point of, I mean, I would, I would, I don't want to be really if, uncomfortable if, if you were like, well, I'm very pro. Yeah. But I no, love but I a slogan imagine. on a yeah, child. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, yeah, that sort of. Uh, what you mean, like labels? Mummy's little. Oh, yeah, the, when people put like kids in stuff that is reflective of them, it's like like what? Are you, you know, when, I think when parents sort of put a you know their child in a a jumpsuit that says like "Daddy's little girl," I'm always like, so what, we is, what is it? Why, why are you doing that for yourself? Yeah, we were at a party once, and my daughter must have been like three, and um, there was a lad roaming around, and he knocked my daughter over. So mm-hmm. my husband was just like. But what made us so angry is that this lad, who was probably like four at the time, was running around in a T-shirt that said, I only date hot models. Ooh. And Neil was just like, I want to punch his dad. So hard if I you an inadequate prick. Like, yeah. why are you making your son a complete dick yeah. at four? I but only date hot that, models. But it's also like the kid has no idea. That slogan isn't on the kid. That slogan is on the dad, essentially. That's what I don't like using your kid to advertise how much of a prick you are. But then there's also the way that people respond to that. So there'd be people who'd be like, oh, that's so funny, ha ha ha, that's yeah, great, yeah, that's yeah. great, that's great, and affirming that kind yeah, of behaviour yeah. and that's, that kind of slogans. I did, my family um, sent over, because obviously in, in Lebanon, like labels are really important. Yeah. Because um, if you've got labels, then you, you've got money. Brand, so they, brand labels. Brand yeah. labels, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not against head to toe no, Gucci. Said, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what you got. You got some baby gross boots. But um, my cousin sent me over, like, um, a quite retro Adidas um, tracksuit for my yes. son with Adidas trainers, but yes. I dressed him in it and it was like, it had like, you know, when you zip it up. Yes. So the collar was like that and he was just this toddler with this collar thing. And I just looked at him and I was like, and also he was quite creepy looking because he had this hair that, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, my son is really strikingly like beautiful, but he did go through a phase and this hair was just like that. So it just looked like it was like, and a comb over. My, my husband was like, 
he really looks like an Eastern European drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. And he did, because he just had this like comb over and then all added us. Yeah. And yeah. Just yeah. Like, it doesn't look cute, it looks weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I think kids in jeans is quite a new thing. Like, jeans are like little Timberland boots and stuff but like that. But they're not practical as yeah, well. Like jeans, like when you're clothes. doing like nappies and yeah. stuff like that, or you know, they need help on the toilet. Jeans, they're, they're kind of unpractical. Like things like joggers yeah. and yeah, dungarees yeah. and stuff, them. it's just easier. Yeah. Whip them off. Or just put your boy in a dress. Yeah. Oh, you're not yeah. having a boy, so don't need no. that. that when just you see a dressing gown. <laughs> just have a little Still smoking a kimono. Yeah. <laughs> With a, a pipe. <laughs> big jam. <laughs> what a little creep. Just <laughs> taking after her mother. <laughs> just really into a load of things. Um, Oh, I can't wait for Big Jan to be up in Edinburgh. Oh, just stonking around. Massive Janet in a dressing gown. She looked like a 60-year-old unemployed lady. With red hair, which is something it's definitely There is a photo that me and my husband took with Layla before I was pregnant with Callum. And it's me and, and Layla was this beautiful blonde little thing. But for some reason, it was just the angle or how the photo was taken. But it was just... We were just in absolute hysteria. Still to this day, it's our favourite photo. Because it just looks like me, Neil... And she just looks like a 45-year-old woman called Maureen. She's like yeah. proper like... And just yeah. looks so old. And we're both like, yeah! <laughs> like, not reflective of how you look in real life. Yeah. But we refer to it as the Maureen pit. It's good that babies can have bad photos as well. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, God, they course. do, definitely. Pretty They're always cute. much cuter in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And Big Jam will be fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. Big Jam. Big Jam. Um, Carl, did you have any questions? Um, well, I always, I sort of tend to ask the guests about as what what you recommend a partner doing. Obviously, obviously, as a partner, you feel sort of like slightly redundant. That's why you get into brands, though. Yeah, that's it. I suppose I'm starting to get into the accoutrements and reading stuff about the actual parenting side of stuff. Yeah, that's a good. The book I'm reading at the minute is called um, "Hold On to Your Kids." It's really good. It's about the change in parenting. In the, uh, since the Second World War. Apparently there's been a shift since the Second World War where p- people are much more and more nowadays peer-oriented, uh, orientated. So, so like they're basically people now... It used to be you get most of your guidance from your parents, but since Second World War there's been a shift when we created... Had a, the whole thing of child culture came about and young people have their own culture, that now people are looking more to their peers to compare themselves rather than look at their parents. Um, and they reckon there's a theory that that's causing a lot of the societal shifts in mental health issues. Like the things that basically people don't have a sort of a guiding yeah. North Star anymore. They, they're too obsessed with trying to fit in with those what around them. What everyone else them. is doing. And it's, it's, really, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting sort of topic. Yeah, and I think it's really easy to look around you and go, well, that person does that and feel really redundant. I felt really ashamed when I couldn't... When I, well, I could, but... I didn't. Um, I kind of stopped breastfeeding my first one at five months or something, just because she just wasn't into it anymore yeah. and yeah. she was taking a bottle. But I remember being really like... Yeah. Um, but it's all about... Yeah, but sorry, the, so I, I mean, what I'm saying is that I'm doing all that reading just because that's what I feel like yeah. I don't understand what I can do. Right. Would you go, looking back, have any tips for the partner of somebody who's pregnant as to what they can do to feel more um, useful, I suppose? Definitely carry a sieve, a sieve or, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. make sure you bring kitchen utensils to the birth that's why yeah <laughs> loads of them just sieves and spatulas <laughs> you don't go clanking tongs, in yeah, tongs your own tongs to help out <laughs> potato masher yeah um, um what during the birth well just in general is there anything I, any tip you could think 
like just to maybe bear in mind for a partner? I think. Or is it just? I think it's being really, wary and sensitive towards it. Um, well, I'm probably not the best person to ask with that because I'm not somebody <laughs> you who... You told your partner, to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm not somebody who tiptoes round things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think sometimes it's quite easy, especially if you're breastfeeding, for you to kind of be like, well... And I remember that with my husband, who'd kind of be like, well, the only thing that will soothe the baby or sort the baby out is you. So I kind of don't really need to get involved too much. So it's kind of, I guess, being really aware of that. that yes. it, 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 it's easy to kind of go, well, the boob is the only thing that's going to settle the baby or keep the baby happy. But if you're the person who's got the boob, it's, it is quite a big thing to suddenly have somebody attached to you yes. all the time. And I remember, so I do joke about this on stage, but like being in the shower mm. and I just see the shadow of Neil with the baby and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, no, but I just think, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You find a dummy, I don't care. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, having yeah. this shower alone. And I was like, you don't, you're not getting it. You're not getting that this is somebody attached to me all yeah. the time. Yes. And I just want a shower. For yeah. it. I just right, want to good. think in the tip. shower. Don't be so quick to, yeah, bring yeah. it towards the mother. <laughs> I like this. I like this. This is a good. Uh, that's a good note for me to have. Don't Some... be so quick to bring it towards the mother. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't word it. Just... <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I only date hot models. Don't be so quick to bring, bring it towards, towards the mother. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's um, Carl's giving me the thumbs up for times up Don't today. Tell him I did that. <laughs> He, he's, he's telling me what to say this whole way. <laughs> he's um, and just waves a sieve yeah. at the end. <laughs> really thank long you one. so much for coming You're to more than talk welcome. to us thank today you. and for our presence and, um, and for sharing your stories with us. So thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at CheggersPod. Um, yes. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Ask the Nincompoops. It's the show where kids ask us the questions they want answered. And we answer the questions that the kids ask. Did bacon or pigs come first? Ba- bacon. Bacon, are you not listening? It couldn't be simple. Liar, liar, <laughs> pants on fire. Oh, how oh. Yeah. Your pants on fire, did oh, you know that? Oh, hold on, my pants are on Sorry, that is just pure coincidence. <laughs> you haven't learned a thing. Ask the nincompoops. Great big owl. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.